On tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk, a cat food shortage, master gardening, band pit bulls, and is this World War III? Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. And we suck, as usual. We have been over a month <laughs> between podcasts. It's getting worse. It is. We're it just going to open. That's going to be our like tagline when we open. Just, we suck. We're sorry. But here's our next episode. <laughs> we pretty much do everything exactly opposite you would do to gain viewership on our show. I know. <laughs> We're sporadic. <laughs> we don't put it, you know, all our bullshit. I don't do social media the way I'm supposed to. I'm only We only do two, and we're not fantastic at those even. Reddit's probably the best one. Yeah. Like, yeah. we actually post funny things yeah. that we see and repost those. I do Twitter some. Not crazy. I haven't been on Pinterest except... To go look for a picture of something that I want to see a, pic- a good picture of. Right. And pin it somewhere. And then I'm off of it. It's like I used to find the end of Pinterest. I would scroll so long. And I'm just done with it now. Well, yeah, we go through cycles, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't totally. know. Do you think that's the routine for everybody? I don't Pretty know. much in America now is like in the evenings. You end up watching TV, but at the same time, scrolling through social media at the same time. Surely we're not the only people who do that. We have a triple split attention because we've got Chairman Meow in the middle. Right, right. Yeah, and you have to be on your side. I have to be on my side. And she has to be able to touch both of us. And you have to belly rub her. Oh, yeah, it's a routine. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a, uh, it's a funny little routine we got. Yeah, yeah we got a cat in oh, the middle. I, You're scrolling. I'm scrolling. It's funny. Well, <laughs> nobody has that routine. That's just goofy. That's definitely specific to the Yates family. But, yeah, I don't know. We have a, we have a fun show we like doing once in a while. And let's just be honest. We're not making our living doing this. It's fun. Hope you, hope you guys and girls listening get some, enjoyment out of little glimpse in our lives and maybe we can say something funny once in a while but you know we're not going to be everyday podcasters we're not looking to replace joe rogan no we're not (laughs) we're not competing with that uh so i don't know but we could you're feeling guilty about it or something well a little bit i guess i mean you know we have a show and i feel like there's a little bit of obligation there but at the same time again we're not professionals it's unbelievable we live in a time where we can even do this where we do have a show that goes out to all over the world anybody that wants to hear it yeah yeah i mean hell we're on spotify and apple and hell a bunch of other ones like all kinds of stitcher and so, yeah, I don't know. I feel a bit of responsibility, but at the same time, I'm just explaining that, uh, you know, it's this a hobby. hobby. <laughs> yeah, this is a hobby. I make beer. I love my beer, but I'm not going to be in Heiser Bush. <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, I anyway, so I hope, uh, but that being said, we could do a little better on this and. We'll set it. Let's let's make this a goal, basically, to do a little better. Hell, surely we could do one a month for fuck's sake, <laughs> right? Sure. I absolutely agree. I I think we could. I didn't realize it had been this long. 
you know, every single time, and we will after this too, uh-huh. we always say, like, wasn't that fun? We need to do more of that. That's awesome. We had a great conversation. Like, if nothing else, it just forces me and Petra to sit here and have a conversation for an hour. Yeah, with no distractions, no with, scrolling. Right. Yeah. And and that's something in today's world, really. I think that's wonderful. I really do. I, I feel like this is almost a diary of our marriage in a lot of ways it is it's definitely a, a diary of our life and what's mm. going on and things like that 100 percent. so anyway there's been a lot going on in the last two months yeah excuse me it's kind of world war three isn't it well it is you want to start on it first you have a list of of stuff over there don't oh, you i do i do well my well with everything that has gone on lately with a worldwide pandemic uh, sanctions, everything else. Oh my God, there is a shortage of cat food. And in particular, prescription cat food for our diabetic cat. And she turns up her picky little nose <laughs> at what I'm, the wet cat food I'm able to get. It's pate. No, I'm sorry. It's stew, not pate. She likes the pate. Well, whatever. Bring her picky little neck and she just looks at me and does her hungry face and licks her tongue out (laughs) whatever cherubin meow wants she's our little old lady she's like 15 Mm -hmm. like you said she'll be driving soon (laughs) one more year you get your license little kitty she's in pretty awesome shape for a 15 year old cat she's been completely you know indoors and she can jump on and off of ledges and stuff yeah She's pretty agile still. But, yeah, I really worry about her because she's turning up her nose at her cat food. Well, I mean, let's just face it. When people get so old at a certain point, we're going to lose her sooner or later. I know. <laughs> and part of that is they stop eating people, you know. I hope that's it's not. not that it's, she, she's not eating. She's being picky about which food she will eat. I guess if she gets hungry enough, eventually she would eat it. But, I mean, I feel like that's... Uh. I guess. What? What's wrong? You're, like, well, all over well, the you place. see these lines that are, like, really low? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know why it's not picking you up. Like, I like, am. Like, I have it I have it up against right, my mouth. Right there. It's showing better. It's just been a while. We're just... Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe hold it, like, down this way a little bit. Just do it sideways. Okay. Maybe, maybe this way. Have you forgot how to talk on a microphone? <laughs> I was just comfortable with it because I had a cat up my butt. I think that was it. This microphone must be more sensitive to the top than the bottom. It must be, and I was scooted. I was scooted all the way to the front because I had had a cat behind me. See, it's Chairman Meow messing everything up. Yeah, poor kitty. We'll blame it on her. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, it's World War Three, but uh, no cat food. That's no what cat you're worried food. about. Yeah, that's really what is... That makes me sound like a really shit human being. Thanks, Hank. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> well, that's what it's like boiled down to, the everyday, like, multiple times a day aggravation that I'm facing. Well... We're not being shelled. Well, of course, we're saying it in gist, but... Do we not every single day honestly say how lucky we are? We do. We do. Whether it's Ukraine going on or just in general, we I, I 100% practice like daily gratitude. Yeah. Consciously think about how lucky we have it. It's it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and and getting to 
like retrain your brain into that is worth it. It's, it's effort if you don't think that way automatically. But trust me, it's worth it to work on it. Uh, it is. You know, it's such a simple thing. And I know all of these books throw out a million tips and a million things. And I get it. You can't do everything. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't. But if you can just pick up a few nuggets from each of those books or or something, mm-hmm. or whatever you're getting spiritual guidance from, you know, I try to simplify my life as simple as I can. It doesn't take a minute, literally, when you wake up in the morning, just lay in bed there for one extra minute and just be grateful. Yeah. Just be thankful that you're that you woke up this morning. <laughs> I think for me, it's kind of a nighttime thing. Whatever. Maybe it's a holdover from the old days and the saying your prayers at night. But like, I guess my moment of, you know, quiet gratitude is usually while we're snuggled in bed, barnacle. Well, I don't think there's a right or wrong to any of that. No, I, I don't think so. I, think I, I like it. At doing fir- it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to do something like that. I like it at the first of the day. Because I feel like it gets me, I don't know, hopefully it primes me for the day is why I do it. But, uh, again, I don't see anything. There's got to be whatever works and a little bit of mental imagery, a little bit of positive, just something positive in the morning. Sit back and think back Mm -hmm. something positive once in a while. How many people just do that, you think? Just take a little bit of time, whether it's in the morning or night, and just something I think I think that's a great idea, and I want to try to work on that because I am not a morning person. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, well, I'm not either, but but um, you've got a whole list of stuff. I'm gonna yeah. make you read it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for once, I'm the one with notes, and Hank's the one that doesn't have anything on here. That's funny. Um, what I've what I've been obsessed with lately—that was a great lead-in. I started taking our uh, local master gardeners class. You love plants. I it's do. A great way to meet some new dirt diggers, right? It, it is, and it's a big old class of dirt diggers, and you know we're all about the same age group and all. I think. And a very interesting group of people. I'm enjoying it a lot so far. Well, I would bet almost everybody, wherever they're at, has some sort of a, what's this through? What government agency? It's through, um, like, the extension agency. Like, every every state back in the day um, set up... With like a university, right, an extension office to answer questions about life, basically. Okay. And back when it was set up, a lot of that was about farming because a lot of people were very rural, right. And it's a it's kind of evolved over the years to be more you know some, some urban questions and everything. But we're in Kentucky, so this is through the University of Kentucky. Very good, and through like. Most counties have an extension agent and all. It's it's pretty neat. Now, we're we're learning about that too. So. I wonder if every you think every state has that. They must have some version of it. I think there's. Um, or we may call them. We always call it the county extension agency. Yes, absolutely. Forty nine states do. One state cut their budget. I think it was Massachusetts. 
Okay. But yeah, there's 49 states. <laughs> somebody cut their budget and just did away with it. But, um, or Maryland. It's an M state. I feel bad. I, I, I know that's going to be a question on the test, and I've got to study that. You better figure it out. <laughs> They're going to flunk you out of your They're plant class. Out. Yeah, there's one state that cut their budget. I do remember that much of it. Well, so that's a um, that's a worthwhile thing to do, and yeah. I guess meet some more people that are into that. Yeah, it's a it's an intensive class of you know botany and soil science and pesticides and what you know organic gardening what goes with what so so you're gonna teach how to grow pot <laughs> they this is so funny it is not legal in the state oh. so they avoid oh god anything to do they don't even talk about hemp like it was so funny in the last class we had our our botany mar- module yeah and we were talking about sec uh sexually dimorphic plants okay and the one that obviously comes to mind is pot because you know the female is the one that produces the bud right and they studiously avoided saying that everybody in the whole room it was funny as even an example yeah yeah get the hell out of here yeah Hmm. but it's through the state and you know there's a whole bunch of you should like every single class ask something uncomfortable like so what kind of mushrooms are the ones that make you trip out? Uh, we're not talking about that, Mrs. Yates. Okay, next time. So what strain of marijuana is the best to help you sleep? Um, next question. Just every time, ask them something. You know, I've already done that. Uh, I started it off with a bang because they also do this uh, class at the local prison. And they were talking about they have a dead animal compost mm-hmm. and one of the prisoners asked wow. how long it would take to for a human body to com- decompose in it <laughs> and like she was talking about this and i was like well we're all thinking it <laughs> <laughs> sure it's the truth we all are whether anybody mentioned it or not so is kentucky soil good for growing salvia <laughs> no, Mrs. Yates, we're not taking questions on salvia. Shut the hell up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, so that's been going on. I'm getting ready to grow one hell. He keeps looking over here. It's funny. We're trying to remember how to podcast, folks. Yep. It's cute. I'm making Petra look at her notes. He is, and I'm used to really having to try to, you know, get my stuff in, and now he's making me do it. It's kind of funny. Yep. You, you'd complain about that, so yeah. I'm, right. I'm noting your complaint. And yeah, I'm noting that you are uh, making me... <laughs> I work with you on this. I love it. Well, um, one of the things, weird things that I'm growing this year, and I think your dad can't wait for some of these plants. I'm growing a poison garden. I'm growing the things poison like poison garden, uh, belladonna and uh, nightshade. I've got something called doll's eyes. Dad loves those. Uh, I think they're called dog ticks. Yeah, that's what yeah. he calls them. That may be a, a local colloquial hillbilly name, but. They look like a tick. Yeah. The berries. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He loves. They're poisonous. He, yes, yeah. he loves to say that that's poisonous. Yeah. I've also got him some like angel trumpets. Which I don't know why he likes that shit. Like I don't know. The same as you. Just a novelty. He's just a morticia too. I guess. I think I think we're both a lot like that. Like he yeah. does nothing with these poisonous berries. It's just he just likes to grow them and and tell every random person he meets that comes on the farm, like, you know, that pants are awful poison. 
whatever. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever your hobby is. Well, I've got, I've got a space and I'm going to, I, I want to grow the weird stuff and the, my carnivorous plants and that's just fun to me. And I get it. I mean, that's, it's a challenge. It's kind of. Yeah, I mean, all plants aren't to be, I mean, sure. As, yeah. as I think through this, my logical mind, I mean, obviously every plant is not. Um, Edible. No. I was going <laughs> to say is not like a specific useful purpose. Yeah. Like you're not growing every plant that's edible and lettuce and that kind of thing. So, you know, if one of them's poisonous, I don't guess it matters if it's pretty to you or whatever. Exactly. Whatever you're getting out it's of novel. it. It's novel. It's yeah. novel. And the challenge of it. Right. Yeah, I just, I think it's just a hoot. And I've always been kind of drawn to that. And like this year, I'm like, why the hell not? Let's go for it this year. And I am. I'm excited about it. I'm going to put a whole bunch of pictures on Reddit. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. My little 91-year-old dad, he would love that. Oh, I, I can't wait. I'm starting plants for him. <laughs> he has uh, he has his little people that help him plant his plants. But he he's always like that. That was always something fun. <clears throat> Good. We always had a little experimental garden. Yeah. We grew like peanuts one year as a kid just to see what the hell peanuts look like. That's interesting. They grow in the ground like potatoes. Uh Did you know that? You probably knew that. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. Usually it's a southern crop. Yeah. Well, they will grow because we grew them. That's awesome. (laughs) We dig them up with a potato fork and, you know, washed them off and had our own, had our own, uh, start to say peas, had our own uh, peanuts. I, did you like boil them or bake them or? I think we tried to bake them. I'm not uh-huh. sure they turned out very good, but it was just the novelty of trying yeah. it. Oh, I totally, I get it. My grandparents were like that. Like they, all these goofy garden catalogs, like I've get, I'm getting a few of them now. They just love digging through those mm-hmm. and picking out what they were going to grow each year. And they always, they had their staples, their corn, their beans, their tomatoes, their, pe- you know, all that. But, like, flower-wise, they were always... It makes sense, you know, from... I'm just... I mean, kind of sciencey here, but... Uh-huh. You know, it makes sense for us humans to be super, in a genetic way, into plants. Because of evolution. Yeah. You know, that's what we've eaten to survive on forever. Yeah. It makes sense that we would be curious and, like, want to learn about certain ones. Because you eat the wrong ones, it will kill you. Dun, 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 dun. And you yeah. eat the right ones, you get to live. Yeah. So, <laughs> you've got a pretty good uh, motivation to yeah. learn plants. Yeah. So, that, that, that makes sense, the human well, we, plant uh, We there. have more um, cones are the color receptors in your eyes, and we have more green color receptors and can d- differentiate more shades of green than any other color. That's why night vision goggles are in green shades. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. See? I mean, it's, we are involved. Well, then that's, to, well, that's perfect. Yeah. Then. That's exactly why. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. <laughs> well, we talked about your dad. So, did we dare talk about my mom? Well, uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Let's hear some mama drama. People probably haven't heard for a while oh, if they kind of follow yeah. your trials and tribulations. Well, I mean, I think for a, a reminder, my mother is mentally ill. She has borderline personality disorder. 
and is a generally unpleasant old lady at this point. And we've been trying to do the kind of makeup thing and forgive each other. But then on Valentine's Day, I just sent her a GIF instead of a gift. So <laughs> you sent her a what now? A GIF, like a little, like a little, like heart emoji thing. Yeah, like a text message. Yeah, okay, got because we were you. doing things on Valentine's Day. I don't remember what it was, but it was yeah, whatever. Something. We were actually doing something like a date, and. Like, I did finally hear from my brother that still speaks to me that, yeah, she's furious with me because I didn't send her a card or flowers or call her or anything on Valentine's Day. Sent, like, it's supposed to be. We sent a text message. Yeah. With an emoji on the text message. Yeah, or like a, just the, the like a hearts floating or something like that. Right. The picture. The did you say picture. something like. Happy Valentine's Day or something? You know what? No, I didn't because I was scrambling around between two or three different things. Right. So, no, I didn't. But I got a smart-ass reply from her, and I just let him, left it. Well, uh, I don't know. It's complicated. You all just have to figure your crap out. I need to rip that Band-Aid off, but it still hurts. You know, I like... It's so much easier on me when I don't have to worry about her in my life. Yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, it doesn't matter what that boundary is. I mean, it sounds so silly. I mean, oh, it does. And everybody has that different expectation, I guess. I mean, my dad doesn't even know when my birthday is. <laughs> and you're not brokenhearted about it. No, never. I mean, there are daddy issues of certain things, but mm-hmm. that's just not one of them. That's one thing me and him are 100% on the same page. Mm-hmm. You don't ever buy me anything for my birthday or ever acknowledge it, and I won't do the same for you. <laughs> and I'll do the same for you. And we're even. Yeah. And, and neither yeah. of us will get mad about it, and neither of us care. Perfect deal. <laughs> it's a perfect, great deal. Yeah. We would yeah. do that for Christmas if it wasn't for everybody else. Be like, all right, we don't, do, we do, do we need to do that? Nah. We oh, you've, to do you've that. turned Christmas into the most transactional thing it could possibly be. It's it awesome. has to be gift cards and then equal amounts to everybody. <laughs> you want to tell them how it works for everybody? Tell them how my Christmas works. Everybody gets a $50 gift card if they're lucky from Lowe's. And everybody else, that's what they have to get. Nobody's allowed to buy anything else except <laughs> $50 gift cards. Yep. And that's what you give to everybody else. Yep. So theoretically, you buy, let's say, six $50 gift cards, and you get back six $50 gift cards. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I've life-hacked that bitch to death. You really have. It is the most But you know what? Transactional you can, But you weird. know what? You can pick where you get your gift cards. Yeah. So there's still a little bit of something. Like you can still pick whether you want it to Walmart or or the Lowe's or wherever. Oh. So there's a little bit of something. You can mm-hmm. like, you know, do that. Yeah. It's hilarious. It works great. Our it's family's so all out of town. Yeah. What the hell is the use in our family that lives two or three hours away dragging presents to possibly drag a bunch of shit that we don't want to give us and us do the same for them (laughs) i mean really (laughs) what is the point of that you know what i absolutely a hundred percent do agree with you 
But I'm laughing because I know how horrified like my family would be about that. It's so funny to me. Well, and there there are other people. I'm sure most people. Oh, I'm sure. uh, Believe me, I know. I'm I'm in the minority. There's no doubt about it. But I like what I've come up with, and and I guess if somebody wanted to bring some other little thing, I guess they could mess up my thing. But I'm never getting them anything else. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was why. Like I said, people that live to three hours away, you see once or twice a year, you're expected to buy them two or $300 worth of something. Like, that just seems so wasteful. Anyway. Yeah. That's how we do it. That's how we do it at the Yates house. And uh, I think it's brilliant. I think I should somehow patent that. I'm copywriting that right now in case somebody does take that idea. Hank's Christmas gift card exchange. We'll call it a gift card extravaganza. (laughs) (laughs) Are you having a drag race withdrawal? Yes. We don't get the new season yet. It'll take a while. No, we we don't. So, oh, well, we're on like episode uh, episode season, god dang. 15 or something. 14, 15. It's crazy. It is kind of crazy. Yeah. Is that all through your little that list? That is my list. Yeah. Or oh, oh, one more thing. Oh, one more. One more thing. Here it comes. Okay. All right. We have talked a couple of times tonight about Reddit. Reddit. My outrage subs have been busy lately. All right. Uh, you'll have to explain. What's a, I guess I get it from obvious, but outrage subs? Yeah. Like Isn't that sub, what basically all social like, media is? Well, mm-hmm. one of them that I'm on, and I'm shamelessly like against fighting dogs as pets. I grew up in a house full of fighting dogs, and it was traumatizing the number of fights and just how you had to handle these animals. They're not pets. A dog is supposed to bring you fun and joy in your life. It's not supposed to make your life terrifying and not supposed terrible. to eat your face off it's not supposed to eat your face off it's not supposed to chew its way through fucking walls and doors to get at each other to either fight or fuck so <laughs> um it you know and so i am shamelessly against fighting dogs as pets and i'm on a band pitbull subreddit and man like there's a lot of activity on that like every time i open reddit it's the first thing up there you might get some feedback from the show on that i might i may play devil's advocate a little bit with you uh-huh so uh so this is against all pitbulls uh, no they're they're for um sterilizing the ones that are around now and only breeding show dogs instead of there's a overabundance of them in shelters right now and they have huge litters hmm well um and bad behavior issues what about the people that say it's not the dog it's the people who they're idiots yeah (laughs) To, to that to that i would i would personally retort to that person well, then how do, if it's all, um, nurture, you know, nature versus nurture, uh-huh. if it's all nurture and there's no nature part of it, of this dogs being uh-huh. aggressive, then how do you explain like sheep dogs who instinctively know to herd things, <laughs> you know, exactly. like I, there are some genetic well, traits that are, I feel like 
absolutely bred into certain animals, and oh, I yeah. feel like I feel like fighting is one of them that's bred into pit bulls. Yeah, I, maybe there's some genetic person that would refute that, but come on. I mean, don't you think that's what the hell they were bred for? Absolutely. And sooner or later, there's a, I'm sure there's people who have pit bulls their whole lives that never cause a problem at all. And you know. But why take yeah, the damn chance? Yeah, exactly, exactly. In just the right circumstance, you're in a dog park and just the right dog, just the right hormone combination causes that, that, that genetic cocktail to just kick in. And it's not and it like just, it's a fifteen pound dog on your leash. Yeah, it's they're they're all like forty five pounds and above. They're big dogs, and a lot of owners cannot control them or restrain them. There's something. This will we're going down controversy lane here. Go for it. I love this. Well, it's just why do. It seems to be, I'm mm-hmm. just going to say it that way. Why do black guys like pit bulls so much? That seems to be a thing. Like that ethnic group seems to like having pit bulls. Michael Vick. Well, he's an example. Yeah, I don't know if he's mm-hmm. the, the reason, but that's an example. What do you think? Just to be different? Is it just some, you know, kind of like, you know? I think it's a symbol of masculinity. Probably. I mean, let's Um, face it. I'd say that's a very good psychological observation, yes. It's a symbol of masculinity. They never get them fixed. They've always got their dangling dog balls and their red rockets. They're disgusting. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. It's hormones on a leash. Hmm. And it's like having a, a gun in your pants. And it's all guys. I mean, around here, I mean, we just don't. Well, we yeah, don't. Have, I, we I, don't have a lot of African Americans. We don't have. <laughs> it's less than one percent of our population. I can't yeah. help that. It's a white trash dog around here. Yeah. So around here, right? But it's all guys. I guess that's another thing. I, I'm going to disagree. I think there are a lot of female owners. Really? Yes. I never see them. Yeah, I see them. I see them, and they're the savior type. They're going to pick up the guy that's a fixer upper too. No, maybe. They're like my mom. <laughs> I don't know. Around, I've noticed it seems around here to be kind of trashy, redneck, white dudes. And then on TV and in media and in general, it seems to be young black guys. Yeah. Is yeah. what I see. Yeah. And, and I know on like, I mean, we sound so old. I know <laughs> I see on the rap videos, but I do. Yeah, uh, that, they're on uh, they, there. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be a thing. Yeah, of, it's it's. I of, think it is associated with with hip hop culture, and if you want to point your finger at me and call me a racist for saying the things that I do about fighting talks, okay. Well, I'm not saying. I well, mean, again, I, that right. is, well, I mean, I know right. you're not. I know you're mm-hmm. not. But like, like if people on Reddit sure. want to, you know, rip me apart for that, fine. I'm a doggy racist. I'm not racist against. <laughs> I'm a doggy racist. <laughs> I am a doggy racist, you. and I'm also a turf, a, a, a tumbler in action. Um, I'm off a, 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 a. Let's see. I'm a trans trans exclusionary radical feminist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah, I had to think about that one for a little while. Those are my two outrage subs. And, uh, uh, so, and, and I would have a t-shirt made with like doggy racist turf on it. <laughs> if I go 
The old outrage subs. Well, I don't know. I don't know why people seem to want something that's so impractical. Because it is impractical. Who the hell could afford or even... Hank, it was hell on earth growing up. The we we had Chinese sharpies, and at the time in 1980, these damn dogs were going for three and four thousand dollars a piece. In 1980s, Ronald Reagan fucking money. Right. So this was absurd amounts of money, and then from that point on, you know, we didn't have money for clothes or anything like that it was always vet bills and we we just ended up with a house 13 dogs at one point 13 that was when really i was like this is crazy i have got to get out of here i don't know i i yeah. know we always just had butts growing up and yeah. and my mutts i love them and they love me as much as the most designer expensive dog you could ever buy yeah you know i don't know those old country mutts seem just fine they're wonderful they don't know uh, yeah I, and and that's that comes into the the frugal part like i would just never unless it is unless you're going to enter these dogs into the westminster some competition show I, i'll never understand the point of buying a purebred dog well, I have commented on Reddit recently that I would if that's all the shelters have got because a lot of these shelter pictures are just absolutely full up with pit bulls. And they oh, call them Labrador mixes and Chihuahua mixes and everything else. But I mean, even if you wanted like a specific kind, let's say you wanted a little poofy dog, like a Frishon Boucher or whatever, <laughs> you call your local animal shelter. And I'll bet you within six months they will have you one of those. It may not okay. be purebred with papers, but it'll be that. Where somebody's bought it and couldn't, <laughs> well, you know, whatever. They were allergic to it or what, you know, the deal. Yeah, yeah. And I'll bet you just about any dog you want, eventually you'll basically get that without the papers. Yeah. I would probably be more likely to go through a breed rescue. Like, breed like, rescue. Yeah, if I um, decided, say I wanted a corgi. We like corgis. Mm -hmm. um, I would look and see if there were any, like, corgi rescues where, kind of like that, where people are rehoming animals because yeah. it didn't work out or something like that. And they, you know, most of the time they are, you know, already fixed and blah, 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 paper trained or house trained. And yeah, yeah I would probably go more like that. The point is, I just don't see people paying. I guess that's just my frugal, hillbilly, cheap bastardness coming out. But I don't know. I just you got a dog you can get for free, or you got a dog you can pay a thousand dollars for. It seems like a no damn brainer to me. If I knew it wasn't pit bull, I would. I mean, I really like. What do you I mean am if it's a pit bull? Much, like if I if it was a choice between. Well, I'm not saying you have to take it. I know, I know, but like I. I'm telling you that I would probably pay some to get what I want. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, like I said. But this is a hypothetical thing yeah, for us because we don't even have a dog. That's right. We don't even have a dog anymore. We lost Mrs. Wiggles. Still miss her. 
She was a purebred mutt. Yes, she was. And did just fine. Oh, well, anyway, what else is going on in the news? We know this Ukraine crap's going on. Everybody's oh, onto that. Yeah. I don't know how much to talk about it. Don't want to Debbie down everybody. Don't want to be the human wet blanket. But, <laughs> but at some point, it does mark a point in time. I mean, this is March 2022, and it is full-blown. You know, if we, we do end up, know how to define it, do we? If we do end up in World War Three, like they will clearly go back in history and like, oh yeah, that was, was for sure the start of it. It probably started when Russia took Crimea, but for sure when Russia took Ukraine, it a hundred percent World War Three was yeah underway. You don't know yeah. till it happens. I mean, World War Two people didn't know that was underway until too far into it. <laughs> You know, yeah. till Germany yeah. and Russia split up Poland and invaded it. They should have actually. It's probably Czechoslovakia and then Poland happened, and then people are like, "Oh shit, here it comes!" Yeah, we've got a, you know, this asshole Hitler at that time. Now it's Putin. It's coincidence that I was really into World War II history when all this shit happened. I know, yeah, for better or worse. I mean, it definitely. I mean, it's just like the next chapter of the book. It's just like you're reading a book and like, oh, okay, there's the next chapter is uh, Russia invading Ukraine, of course. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect fucking sense. Oh, God. It's awful. It is. It really is. Like you said about, honestly, like about the cat food, and it's a funny little thing to talk about, but I truly feel guilty, even more guilty about little things I, I don't feel I feel guilty about complaining about anything. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if I'm still alive and have enough money to buy food, I, I feel like I'm fucking lucky. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't help it. This is how I feel. I mean, this is the first. This is the first war with nuclear power that we have lived through we lived through cold war which is weird because i feel a little bit numb to this like growing up i was and especially because i was growing up in pentecostal cult like we were it was fire and brimstone in the days the nuclear war was coming and was going to end at any time and it was huge when, you know, Gorbachev and, and, and the wall came down and Reagan and all this, this was a big deal. And we've had a lot of little conflicts to us because they haven't really carried over like this. Well, it's the, not in Europe. Right. Well, and they've been in those little, I say little, I mean, uh -huh. comparatively compared to the size of U.S., Russia, and China, yeah. little. Little countries in the Middle East that basically fight all the damn time that yeah. never stop. I mean, you got to be numb to it at some point when they fucking never stop. I, I can't keep track of it. So, But when it's a new thing like this and it's in Europe and it absolutely is somebody like Russia. And if you know any history of World mm -hmm. War Two, this isn't just two little shit countries in the Middle East, you know, lobbing a few rockets at each other i mean this is major fucking world war mm -hmm. like a, a person trying to take over europe yes countries yeah. in europe and this killing. sounds so incredibly racist and i'm going to acknowledge that here 
Go for but it. Go for it, Petra. In our entire lives, there's been a constant war in the Middle East. There's it's right. never stopped. Right. We've never like we're fifty and it's been going on for fifty years. So right. for us You're numb to it. You're numb to it. You yeah. have to be. Yeah. I mean that that's human nature. But this is something different. Yeah. These are people with nuclear weapons. Yes. And like I said, I mean this is the country the size of Russia, for God's sakes, taking over more territory. This mm-hmm. is, I, I don't know. I'm I'm glad to see, like, I wondered when this invasion happened, like, if it would even get covered on the nightly news on a daily basis, or if it would just be, like, the Israel and whoever they're fighting now and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But it does seem to be that our news does understand the gravity of this because it is on every day don't you think yeah oh yeah i mean it's the lead story on the nightly news every every night night. yeah so i'm glad about that and we do realize and acknowledge that there are world there are wars going on all over the world atrocities happening all the time that's right yeah it this is just in our face with a nuclear bomb yes and and maybe we've just been lucky in our lives that we got, like you said, it was, what, mid-80s, late-80s that, yeah. that the wall came down and all that, and Russia broke up. Um, you know, so we've gotten a 30-year reprieve from yeah. this, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Maybe we've just been lucky. Maybe we've just absolutely been lucky to be born at the right time to we got 30 years of not worrying about this shit. And now it's back. It's like it's like a cancer that's re- reoccurred. Mm-hmm. Like you thought you had it. Like, ah, sorry. Came back. Last test result. We're seeing some some spots of cancer here. Yeah. Like it just keeps fucking coming back. There's an observation that I'm going to make. All right. There are two types of people in this world. Let's hear it. Preach on, Petra. Win-win. Preacher Petra. And win-lose. Yes. There are people who can lift other people up when when um when the tide rises we all rise. On the other hand, there are the contrarians. The only way they can be happy is seeing someone else suffer. And I'm t- totally on board with that. And the world is unfortunate like I wish it was divided down the middle or something and like the win-win people could stay on our side and the win-lose people could stay on their side and just be shitty to each other and leave us alone. Right. Let them just tear each other to shreds. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. And I mean, and, and it's like 50-50. Like any office environment you're you're dealing, any person oh, you're, yeah. you're talking general. to, you've got a 50-50 chance that person wants to gouge your eyes out. Absolutely. Uh, you're right. Your your philosophy, your, I, I think you're exactly right. And you can bring that down to, like you just said, I mean, real estate. I see it all the time. Everybody, when you go to work tomorrow, you will see this. People who are one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they it, either want to support you or they want to break you. Yeah. I, it, well, I hate to bring up a random real estate thing. We're talking uh-huh. about Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Again, it's a, it's such a drop in a bucket compared to the whole Ukraine thing. Yeah. But like you're saying, like, you know, we're dealing with a real estate deal right now that somebody has blighted property that literally has not had anything going on on this property for 35 years. 
Literally. Not a dang thing. Not a damn thing but weeds growing on this fucking property. They put it up for sale to sell 26 acres of this out in the middle of nowhere bullshit property. Yeah. And just coincidentally, it happens to be close to a power substation and somebody coincidentally wants to buy four acres of this uh-huh. at a hundred thousand dollars an acre yeah <laughs> and these fucking greedy fucks come back with a counter offer of like a million dollars like you just want to absolutely murder those fucking assholes pigs get fat hogs get slaughtered yeah and, and i hope some russian hogs get it I sure do, too. There's a lot of stories coming out of this Ukraine thing. If nothing else, maybe it'll bolster some national pride till they can hang on. But they're not going to fucking hang on for long. I mean, they're fighting fucking Russia. Yeah. It's not like they're going against any other damn country around there. I mean, we're talking Russia. Yeah. Who's their neighbor? Don't even have to, <laughs> don't even have to fly troops somewhere. Just walk over and do their thing. We all know how this is going to end, and it just sucks. Well, they're going to have to level the country to take it over. Well, they... That's what they're doing. Well, they're clearly, I think... That's what they're doing. I... I, I, I don't know, and it's it's horrible. It's evil. Um, it, it seems so... I don't know. It's easy to couch coach. I know we don't have all... <laughs> we don't have the information of the oh, Joint God, Chiefs no. of Staff <laughs> briefing us every day. I totally get that, but I do know basic human workings, Mm -hmm. and I know that when there's a bully, that sooner or later, somebody has to stand up to that bully, or he just keeps bullying people. I know that on the most basic level, and this bully happens to have nuclear weapons, and everybody seems to just absolutely treat him with such kid gloves that, that they're afraid to stand up to him at all. And this last thing of like, well, we're trying not, we're not going to say anything or do anything that would be perceived as a, it was some weird, as that, that Russia might perceive as a, it wasn't even aggressive. It was like just some odd contrarian thing uh-huh. that basically meant, well, then we can never stand up to him ever. Then that means he takes over another country. And we we don't stand up to them either because he has nuclear weapons, and then he takes over another country because he has nuclear weapons. Like at some point, no matter whether he has nuclear weapons or not, somebody has to say, "I think the, call that bluff." Well, I think the the end of it is is when he knocks on a NATO nation's door. And Maybe the world has to go to war. Well, they've signed the you know. Well, you you've just described basically World War Two. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly why. Nobody gave a shit when it was Czechoslovakia. Yeah. They didn't give a shit when it was Poland. Yeah. But then eventually it was France. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and by then it was almost too damn late. And that is exactly what's happening here. That's what I'm saying. It is the same playbook to the T. It's unbelievable. It is. It is. It is. Oh, God. But it's so different now. Have you seen some of the, like, Vice News clips and things like that, that, like, special forces from around the world are going over to join Ukraine? 
they have a whole foreign legion going on. I, I think that's wonderful, and I hope that's great. And they're not just going over there to die anyway. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I love all these stories, and I hope Ukraine kicks the shit out of Russia. I do I hope too. They kill every goddamn one of them. But I don't see it's how it's David and Goliath. Yes. It really is, and it hurts to watch. It does. It's it really. And I know, and I don't know what the answer hmm. is. I really don't. I well, nobody. I'm does. glad I'm not that smart. Nobody does. And, and again, I again, I don't know all the information, but I do know a few things from just. In general, reading books on negotiations, which I've mm-hmm. read tons of them, I do know. Oh, yeah. I do know. That's one, what you do for a living. It's literally what I do for a living, and I do know a mistake, a major mistake that President Biden made. He never should have said to begin with, and he still says it now. He should never have said, "We will never put troops on the ground." That is absolutely stupid to tell anybody. What you won't do. What you won't do. Right. The whole point of negotiating, the first chapter in every damn book in negotiating is the whole point is to get as much information from that person as you possibly can while at the same time divulging the least amount of information that you can divulge. Yes. Well, hell, when you say right off the bat before they even invade, we will never put troops there. (laughs) Well, you've already just taken yeah. an enormous bargaining chip off the table yeah exactly even if you never planned on doing that exactly you could yeah. always use that with putin and say well you know what if you'll back down we will agree not to put troops on the ground <laughs> and it's something i know oh I know. god that was the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen a person that high up do that was stupid well i really hope that the sanctions I do too. Squeeze them. I hope the people revolt. That's that would be the greatest situation ever, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let yeah. them just from internally just de- say nope. Destroy themselves. That, that would be wonderful. Well, you know they're talking about us the same way on the other side of the world. So. Well, they are. I don't know. I mean, we again. I just feel bad. It seems so un-American not to help them. Yeah. Uh, it just does. I, I know it would be our soldiers over there dying, and I know there's nuclear shit in the background. But you know what? We got nuclear shit, too. And yeah. I bet you we got a ton more than they do. We've got we we've got private companies that have satellites that can reposition themselves over mm-hmm. Ukraine and give them Internet if we want. Mm-hmm. That's our private companies. Can you imagine what the U.S. government has floating around up there? I did see, though, um, and I think this is one of the reasons we're staying out. They have what are called tactical nukes, mm-hmm. which are meant to be deployed like close-range battlefield. Mm-hmm. Like they're small right. nuclear arms. And they have a lot of those, like a whole lot more than we do. Mm-hmm. We outpace them on strategic nukes. Which are the great big city destroying ones? <laughs> yeah, they're the world destroying ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's this weird balance of terror going on right now, and it's, it's, it's horrifying. Well, the, watch. well, the redneck. This is the redneck hillbilly fantasy okay. way to handle this. 
I'm not saying this. Let's is the round right. up all the rednecks in West Virginia and Kentucky. Yeah, I'm not saying this is the right way, but this is my fantasy way for our president to basically. I don't care if it's a phone call. It would bas- it'd probably be better to be public, actually, to just basically have a little press conference, make it public, put it on every news channel, and in a nutshell, just say, listen, President, listen, Mr. Putin, we've got more fucking nuclear weapons than you'll ever have in your fucking life. If you want to, if we are going to put troops on the ground, and you are not going to invade Ukraine. And if you want to launch your nuclear missiles, we'll launch our nuclear missiles too, and we'll just blow each other all to hell, and China can take what's left. So if you want to roll the dice, Putin, go right the fuck ahead, and you see what the hell happens to you when we shoot every one of your nuclear missiles out of the sky with our Star Wars program that Reagan started in the 80s that, that you all don't think we've, we've finished that? It's up there, assholes. <laughs> and you're not going to get one of your nuclear weapons off before we shoot it out of the sky, and we will destroy your whole damn country. So there you go. Roll the dice. Get the hell out of Ukraine, or we're sending in troops. That's my hillbilly fantasy. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Rock on, Hank. That's Rock it. on. Very similar to Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, all right, we're going to blockade your ass. You've got nuclear missiles. They're not coming to Cuba. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, we will blow it. Well, we've got nuclear weapons, too. So uh, now what are you going to do? We've decided you're not coming to Cuba. We've got our whole Navy surrounded Cuba. So uh, now what do you want to do? And you know what those fuckheads did? They backed the fuck down. Because anybody in that situation mm-hmm. are just puffing and they're big fucking bullies until somebody stands up to them. That's what I think. I don't know about him, though. And I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of speculation that he may be ill or something like that. And that's why he's I don't know. doing this. You know, dad, push. you know, my dad, again, he's 90. Uh-huh. But he's sharp. And, yeah. he, and usually when he tells, when he says things, there's a. There's not just a grain of truth to it. It's usually true if you look it up. He may have a little bit of the details wrong, but in general. He knows what he's talking about. In general, true. And I was visiting the other day, and he mentioned the Cuban Missile Crisis along this, and he was in reserves for that. He said, said, I thought I was going to get caught up for reserves. He says that during that whole thing, that our Air Force, and he was in the Air Force, Uh he said that our Air Force launched a full third of our entire air force and it was flying on its way to russia and basically yeah he said all of them he said all of our b-52 bombers he said they were all loaded with nuclear weapons he said all of them basically our Mm -hmm. our entire nuclear arsenal was on planes a bluff yeah and he said that the commander of the air force during that crisis and it got kind of shut down mm-hmm. he was like we're over halfway there let's just fucking do this fuck these assholes and they basically had to talk his ass down like no i am giving you a direct order to turn around we've settled this to our satisfaction yeah and yeah. got that guy to turn around now i don't know i can't verify that but i'm telling you if my dad said it there's a grain of yeah. truth to it Good so, Lord, that's horrifying. But I'm just saying, yeah. 
at some point, somebody's got to stand up to somebody. I'll bet you Kennedy was like, oh, and by the way, check your satellites and mm-hmm. check your radar and see if you don't see about 500 bombers right now over the Pacific Ocean ready to or over the Atlantic Ocean coming your way, fuckhead. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. And so we'll see. Terrifying, I don't, you know. And I don't really feel like we have anyone really strong in our government leading it at all. I know. We don't have a single... Like, not a senator, not, like, we don't have anyone charismatic with a backbone. Oh, I know. And by the way, if my dad's story's wrong, I'm just telling you. I don't know if it is. I'm not taking any credit if it's wrong. It's a hillbilly story. Don't send me hate mail. That's just a story my dad told me. (laughs) I mean, he's usually right, but. I'm a doggy racist. Send me the hate mail. But I can't (laughs) verify it. Well, and to what you said, Petra, it would be nice. I don't want to talk very much politics. It's uh-huh. bad in general. But I will say this. One thing in general that, that again, me and Dad were talking about. and uh-huh. uh, it, I think it would be nice, from my perspective, if the next president, whoever it is, I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat, if it's somebody that we actually, as a country, kind of vote for because we like them. Not because we're voting for that person, because we dislike the current person. Exactly. That would be nice. I think, honestly, the last eight years have been people who were voted in, not because we loved them, but because we hated the other person. Yep. In general. Again, I know you liked Hillary, but I'm just saying, most people, I I think Donald Trump... Never in a million years thought he was going to win. The only reason he did was because a lot of people did not like Hillary. Yeah. They're like, they're like, I'll vote for anybody but her. And then when it was his time for a reelection, I think the same thing. They're like, anybody but him. Yeah. And that's how we got Biden. And the next time, I hope it's just going to be anybody but Biden. And then we end up with whoever that is. Like, yeah. I hope it's somebody that's actually, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, like, it's absolutely terrifying because the charismatic leaders in the Republican Party, which I do feel like is going to swing the other way, are batshit crazy. You got Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene and, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, I don't know any of them. several of them. I mean, they're just nuts. Maybe there'll be some. Maybe there'll be some up and comer somewhere. I don't know. I can hope. Anyway. Tell everybody where they can find us, Miss Petra. We are obviously on Reddit. Um, We're on the old Reddit. HillbillyNerdTalk.com. I'm on Twitter some. I do repost some. I don't put out a lot of original content. I don't know. <laughs> you know, re- Twitter's kind of, so kind of, what are you going to put? Random thought? It is like random thoughts and then people, you know, bring it up 10 years later and crucify you for it. Right. It, it just seems randomish. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, my random thoughts, I'm just not sure people, I'm not sure it does the world an enormous amount of good. To, hey, it's sunny day in eastern Kentucky today. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> like, I don't know. Does that do is anything? That ad? Yeah. Uh, but, but that being said, there's some people that are pretty damn funny on their little yeah. Twitter feeds. But I, th- I think they spend a lot of time thinking about it, though, so. Yes, more time than we have. Than we have to do that, to, to dedicate to that. So Twitter and Reddit. Yes. That's mainly where we're at. Yes. 
And our and our, obviously our website, of course, hillbladenerdtalk.com. Yes, yes, and you can catch all of our episodes, the, the, the diary of our marriage. <laughs> and Stitcher. Yes. And Spotify. We're on Spotify right with Joe Rogan. Yeehaw. Joe Rogan wishes he had the stats we had. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.